0: Next, the golden days of radio.
1: Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Fanny Bryce as Baby Snooks, plus a sequence from the Fred Allen Show with comedian Jack Benny as guest. One of the brightest stars of the Broadway stage and of the Ziegfeld Follies was Fanny Bryce. She began her career as a singer, and when she sang My Man, there wasn't a dry eye in the audience. What a great performer she was. Miss Bryce also created a character for her Ziegfeld Follies performances, and that character was a little girl whose name was Baby Snooks. In the 40s, when Miss Bryce appeared on the radio, she brought Baby Snooks along with her. Snooks was an instant success. And her own program, The Baby Snooks Show, lasted for a dozen years or more. This excerpt features Hanley Stafford as Daddy, and Fanny Bryce as the lovable Baby Snooks.
0: All right, Snooks, this is the house. Now, before I ring the doorbell, have you got our story straight?
2: Yeah. You was held up by three rugs.
0: Not rugs. Thugs. A thug is a footpad.
2: What's a footpad?
0: A denizen of the underworld. Is that clear? Uh huh. All right, then. Who held me up?
2: Three dentists in their underwear. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: for Pete's sake.
2: I'm tired, Daddy.
0: All right, forget the whole thing. I'll tell the story. You just shake your head. (laughs) Down, Cicero. Down, (laughs) Cicero. Well, 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 Lancelot Higgins. Hello, Uncle Norman. Well, certainly it's nice seeing you. You're looking wonderful, isn't he, Snooks?
2: How should I know? I never saw him before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and who is this charming little lady? Well, what's the matter with you? Say, I'm Snooks. Now. What do you mean, no?
2: Because you ain't Snooks. I'm Snooks.
0: Well, don't mind her, Uncle Norman. She's a little tired. Of course, I understand. Now go ahead, darling. Give your Uncle Norman a nice big kiss. Mm,
2: I don't want to. Come
0: now, dear. He's your uncle and he's a very nice man. If he's so
2: nice, you kiss him.
0: Oh. Come, come, child. Your Uncle Norman isn't that repulsive, is he? Is he? is he? Well, it doesn't matter. Come on inside. We'll sit by the fire and have a nice long chat. You don't know how I envy you, Lancelot. Envy me? Yes. When I see you and Snooks together, it makes me realize how much I'm missing in life. No little pattering feet in these halls. No children to brighten my declining years. Yes, it must be wonderful. <laughs> huh? Uh, I mean, I mean uh, lonely.
2: Oh, Daddy, look at the little doggy.
0: Oh. Isn't she cute? Mm. Look at her playing with the dog. <coughs> oh no! Stop that!
2: I ain't doing nothing.
0: You're pulling the little dog's tail.
2: He's pulling. I'm just holding. <laughs> Mustn't
0: do that, honey. Haven't you any dogs of your own at home?
2: Uh mm-hmm. huh. We got two.
0: What are their names?
2: Their names?
0: Yes. What do you call them?
2: Get off the rug, and you too.
3: <laughs>
0: oh. Uh, Uncle Norman, I suppose you're wondering why we dropped by Tut, 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 just as long as you're here Just as long as I can have the pleasure of your lovely child Here, Snooks, here's a nickel for you
2: Thank you very much, Uncle Norman
0: Oh, isn't that sweet? I love to hear little girls say thank you You do? Uh
2: Uh-huh Well, give me another nickel and you'll hear it again
0: (laughs) Snooks you shouldn't say that. Now, Lancelot, the child is tired and hungry. I'll go get her a glass of milk.
2: No, I don't want milk, Daddy. Listen, I want... listen.
0: If Uncle Norman likes to see you drink milk, make him happy and drink it. Oh, why? I told you why. He's our only hope of getting to Salt Lake city. We've got to put the bite on him.
2: The bite?
0: Shh. Here he comes. Here we are, Snooks. <laughs> now come, sit on my lap, and Uncle Norman will tell you a story.
2: What story?
0: Well, how about Little Red Riding Hood?
2: I don't like Little Red Riding Hood. Why not? It's corny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What kind of stories does your daddy tell?
2: I don't know.
0: You don't know?
2: He always sends me out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
0: Well, suppose we play a game.
2: (laughs) What kind of game?
0: You take your shoe off and I'll show you. There we are. My, what tiny little feet!
2: Hurry up with the game.
0: All right, here we go. This little piggy went to market.
2: What little piggy?
0: (laughs) This one. This cute little piggy right here.
2: That's my toe.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, it's not. That's a piggy.
2: Who says so? I say so. You, uh
0: you think that's a piggy? Certainly.
2: Do you feel all right, Uncle?
0: Of course I feel all right. Now, pay attention to the game. This little piggy went to market, and this little piggy stayed home. Why? Well, just felt like staying home. How do you know? Oh, Snooks, let Uncle Norman finish his game. Go ahead, Uncle Norman. Well, Snooks, what do you think happened with the other three piggies?
2: Hmm, who cares?
0: Uh, Go ahead, Uncle Norman What happened with the other three piggies? Well, this little piggy had roast beef
2: Where'd he get it?
0: I gave it to him
2: Where'd you get it? I bought it I want some
0: Drink your milk
2: I want some roast beef
0: Snooks, please
2: (laughs) I want
3: some roast beef
0: Good heavens! Snooks, what's the matter with you? The pigs get
2: roast beef and I gotta drink milk
0: Oh, don't mind her, Uncle Norman uh, what happened to the last little pig? Shall I tell you what happened, Snooks?
2: All right, let's get it over with.
0: Well, the last little pig went... Whee! <laughs> oh, oh,
2: great. Stop. stop it, child, stop it.
0: Take it. Stop that child from yapping, <laughs> Snooks, please, remember what we came here to do.
2: Okay, Daddy.
0: She no! bit me right on the leg. Oh, Uncle Norman, I'm. Get out of here, both of you. But Uncle Norman. Oh, my leg. Get out, or I'll sit my dogs on you. Get out. I didn't know
3: when I was well off. Get out.
0: Well, you did it again, you little monster. You ruined everything.
2: I was only trying to help you.
0: Help me? Whatever gave you the idea of taking a piece out of Uncle Norman's leg?
2: You did? I did. Yes, you said you wanted to put
3: the bite on. Him. Oh. <laughs>
1: listening to is the music that introduced the weekly Fred Allen Show. His comedy was always refreshing and he was truly one of the great wits of our time. The many books he wrote during his career are in print to this day and they always make entertaining reading. Mr. Allen's guests on his radio show were also entertaining especially when the guest was his old friend and rival Jack Benny. From Sunday evening, May 26, 1945 here's the Fred Allen Show.
4: That was just a short order of Who Do You Love, I hope. Played by Maestro Al Goodman and his 40 men who This is Studio 60 Cent. Wait a minute, folks. wait a minute. This glass booth is the control room. Say just a minute. That little man with the mildew on him is a vice president. Say, wait a minute. What is this? This is a Radio City 60 Cent tour. Okay, folks, let's get going. Hey, wait a minute. I got a stowaway here. A stowaway in a tour? Only 15 people paid. Now I got 16. Who would be low enough to sneak into a tour to save 60 cents? There's the guy. Hey, you. Who, me? Jack Benny. <laughs> Jack, uh, Jack. Come on, Jack. Ginger, I'm going to get 60 cents out of you. I have to Take st- your hand off my hey, spine. Come on. Put me down. Yes, guide. Put Mister Benny down. I'll give you the sixty cents. Wait a minute, Fred. Wait a minute. Put that money away. But Jack, I've only seen half the tour. Well, Jack,
3: <laughs>
4: give him thirty cents. Here you are, guide. Thanks. Follow me, folks. Now, on your right is a water cooler. But,
3: <laughs>
4: well, Fred, it was nice of you to pay that thirty cents. Oh, it was nothing. Nothing, he says. Thirty cents. Jack, how can you be so cheap? All right, go ahead. Be like the other radio comedians. Tell some cheap jokes. Say I'm tighter than the skin on Sidney Greenstreet's hip. I squeeze a nickel so hard, the E pluribus laps over the unum. Tell him. Well, Jack, I didn't... Oh, start insulting me after I made a, st- a special trip up here just to say goodbye before I leave for Hollywood. Well, Jack, I... All did... of a sudden, I'm cheap. I won't even eat in the sun. My shadow might ask me for a bite. Your shadow has teeth? <laughs> Jack, now look. Jack, don't... Get excited. Look, if you're cheap, you're cheap. That's the way I look at it. Some people save asparagus ends. It's a hobby. My hobby is not spending. Well, Jack, if there ever was a time that you and I should not argue, this is the time. What do you mean, this is the time? Well, a lot of, haven't you heard, a lot of the radio programs that have been on for many years have been canceled. They'll not be back on the air next fall. Well, that's radio, Fred It's dog eat dog I always say only the fit survives Oh, how true By the way, you, uh, you finished tonight, didn't you? Yes, sirree, tonight was my last show of the season Did your sponsor mention anything about your program coming uh, back in October? Well, no, no, Fred, but we have a mutual understanding You see, we always sort of take it for granted Oh The season ends, the sponsor shakes hands with me, and then we... (laughs) Yipe! Jack. Jack, what's what's wrong? Tonight he didn't shake hands. Well, that's what happened to the street singer. (laughs) At the end of the year, his sponsor used to wink. One year he didn't wink, the street singer was back in the street. Fred, why should my sponsor want to get rid of me? Well, I'm funnier than I was when I started, and I'm getting less money. Really? Some weeks when he's short, I take tobacco.
3: <laughs>
4: I hate well, to get well, these big <laughs>, laughs on your program.
3: <laughs>
4: Let's face it, Jack. Radio needs new blood. Who knows? We, we, we may be through. I've been on radio 14 years. They can't throw me aside like an old shoe. But, Jack... 14 years. And now, like an old shoe. But, Jack, you with that hmm and yipe... 14 years is a long time. What has Mark Perkins got that I haven't got? Only longer commercials. Well, Jack, you know how it is in radio. Today you're a star. Tomorrow Ralph Edwards is hitting you in the face with a pie. Like an old shoe. Well, cheer up, Jack. At least we have our memories. We've known each other for 30 years. Yep. The first time I met you, Fred, I was just a kid in school. A diller, a dollar, a ten o'clock scholar. You were the only ten o'clock scholar I ever saw with five o'clock shadow. How <laughs> oh, I could use some of that fuzz today. <laughs> I could use a good joke today, too. <laughs> the next time we met, we were in Vaudeville, remember? You were doing a musical act. Playing the violin. What a finish I had. When I played Glowworm, my violin lit up. <laughs> With those neon strings, it was beautiful. Fred, remember my encore? Encore? Remember I'd put the violin bow in my teeth, bend the crab, and play Listen to the Mockingbird? And as you bent the crab, two mockingbirds flew out of the back of your pants. I stopped every show. Remember? (laughs) Except this one. Remember the closing... Remember the closing... Stop with Cass (laughs) Daly... Remember, remember that week in Needles, Arizona, the closing act, Cohen's Camels? Cohen's? No, no. The I closing don't. act. Jack, how could you forget Cohen's Camels? Cohen, I remember. My sponsor told me to forget that other word. <laughs> ah, those were the happy days. The next time I saw you, you were just going into radio. Radio. I remember the morning Marconi called me up. Marconi. Marconi and Singing Sam had a little radio station in a doorway down on the East Side. The antenna was a Western Union boy holding a wire. Well, I guess those jokes don't fit. Me. No, don't they know. don't. <laughs> the antenna. When did I ever say antenna on my own song?
3: <laughs>
4: Go ahead, Fred. Well, it's all over, Jack. We've come to the end of the rainbow, like an old shoe. Like a, there it is again. <laughs> On ten <laughs> minutes already I've only had It's an old shoe <laughs> oh, I forgot Antenna yeah. Yeah. You but ought to get A boot out of That <laughs> old shoe By now no, I'm sorry I brought it Back in again Seems like Only yesterday I ran into The May Company And said Mary, stop Demonstrating that Brillo That's another word I don't
3: know <laughs> It goes We're on top to Of work. an
4: antenna A I Brillo see. Fits on an antenna Cheer up, Jack when, you re- when you're retired You can tune in On my program Your program? You mean you're not getting thrown out of radio, too? Well, why should I? Listen, if my program is old stuff, you with that broken down Allen's Alley... No, wait, I mean my new show. New show? Uh, people don't want entertainment today. A radio show has to give away things. Nylons, iceboxes, automobiles. You mean, to stay on the air, you have to give things away? Free? Uh... Yes. (laughs) I'll die
3: first. (laughs)
4: Well, not me. I'm auditioning my new program tonight. And you're... Fred, you're giving things away? Tons of stuff. The strangers? What's the difference who gets it? Well, Fred, as long as I'm here in the studio... No, I'm sorry, Jack. Professional... (laughs) Professional people cannot participate. It's a rule. But uh, don't you ever find people on these programs changing their names to... To get something for nothing. Well, occasionally we do catch a phony, but we're on the air. What can we do? Nothing. You you have to give them the merchandise. That's right. Hmm.
3: Now, <laughs> Mister Allen,
4: we're ready for your audition. I'll run along, Fred. So long. So long, Jack. Hmm. Giving away things for nothing. Well, all right, Mister Goodman. Let's try out my new show. How would you like to be king for a day? <laughs> change one of you nobodies into king for a day, the old kingmaker himself for Allen. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, and good evening. Did all you folks in the audience like those thousand dollar bills you found on your seats when you came in? Yeah. Good, and if you want more, there'll be a big bag of money at the door. <laughs> on your way out, help yourselves. But the stage is loaded with hundreds of presents for the first man to answer our jumbo jackpot question. He will be king for a day. And here is our first eager contestant. Good evening, sir. What is your name? Abner Flogg. Uh, Mr. Flog, how old are you? I'm 98. Ni- 98 years old. And don't pin no orchid onto me.
3: No, uh, no orchid,
4: eh? That's how I lost my wife. On a quiz program? Yeah. My wife was 102. The fellow pinned an orchid onto her. I see. The weight of the orchid bent my wife over and snapped her spine. <laughs>
0: Too bad. Yeah, my wife won first prize, but she never knew it.
4: Well, all right, Mr. Flogg. Now for our question. You may be king for a day. I don't think I'll last through the day. <laughs> all right, we'll hurry. Tell me who was the sixth president of the United States? The uh, sixth. There were three names. Mary Margaret McBride. Oh. <laughs> I'm awfully sorry, Mr. Flogg. But for making such a swell try. Here is a gift certificate presented at LaGuardia Airfield, and you will get a brand-new B-29 and a polka-dot form-fitting parachute. Happy landing, Mr. Flux. And here is our next potential king for a day. Your name, sir? Myron Proudfoot. <laughs> Myron Proudfoot? You look like a chap I know. I'm not interested in your friends. Start giving things away, brother. What is your occupation, Mr. Proudfoot? I'm a chaplain in a bakery. (laughs) What does a chaplain do in a bakery? I put wings on angel
3: cakes. (laughs) How long
4: have you been in the cake business, Mr. Proudfoot? Long enough to know a crumb when I see one. (laughs) When I see one. Don't get sarcastic, Mr. Proudleg. The name is Proudfoot, and make with the question. All right. Who is the sixth president of the United States? John Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams is correct. And Mr. Myron Proudfoot is king for a day. (laughs) Folks, here he is, King Proudfoot. Well, Your Majesty, how do you feel? Never mind how I feel. What do I get? Well, first... (laughs) First, for His Majesty, from Schnook's Sport Nook, a genuine no-splash beaver board canoe paddle. Here's... A canoe paddle? Oh, boy! <laughs> and with the compliments of Tiffany's, this chromium pitchfork. Far he, a, a four-pronger, and it's all mine. <laughs> And from Hemingway's hardware store, 200 pounds of self-hardening putty for King okay. Just what I need, Just what I need. This is just the beginning, King. King, you are over 35. By two years. Fine. That's Jumbo Cotton, Uncle Jim, for His Majesty. He is over... Effie! <laughs> Effie! That's what? yipe! Backwards. <laughs> And here, the piston rod from a genuine Baldwin locomotive, or His Majesty the King. (laughs) Oh, locomotive. And here, from Melody Lane Music Shop, this case of 2000 soybean mandolin picks. These are the mandolins. I just keep pinching myself to believe it. Immediately after this program, Your Majesty will be guest of honor at a banquet at Hamburger Heaven through the courtesy of the sanitation department, you will be guest conductor on the 11.5 garbage run through the Bronx.
3: <laughs> At
4: night, in your almond robe, you will be whisked by bicycle to Orange, New Jersey, where you will be the judge in a chicken cleaning contest.
3: I'm king
4: for a day! not all. There's more? Yes, we are going to
3: start right now
4: to make you look like a king. Sam of Sam's Super Shoe Shine Stand is here to brush your shoes. All right, Sam. Sam, watch out for the button. <laughs> Next, the president of the Busy Bee Hat Cleaners is here to block your hat. Take the king's hat, Mr. Bumble. And change the newspaper in the hat bag. <laughs> your suit is a little baggy, king. Boys, take his majesty's coat off. On our stage, we have a Hoffman pressing machine. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. An expert operating the Hoffman pressing machine will press your trousers. Now, wait a
3: minute. Come
4: on, Alan, give me my pants. Fire, King. Alan, is a the (laughs) phrase. Where are my pants? Danny, for 15 years I've been waiting to catch you like this. Alan, you haven't seen the end of me.
0: It won't be long
3: now. I won't.
1: That wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days on this, the American Forces Radio and Television Service.